Welcome to Blue Collar Mystics, the under the hood approach to the depths of human consciousness. So many mysteries, so little time, so many big words. That's why we aim to take the mystical and make it practical, usable in your everyday life. And you know, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your story. What happened when you started asking yourself the real questions? Like, who am I? What is this? Is it a hologram? Is this some kind of weird cosmic joke? Hey, these are the questions that we are trying to get to the bottom of as we explore the final rabbit hole together here as Blue Collar Mystics. Welcome to the show, everybody. Another episode, and this one is long, long overdue. I'm ecstatic to be able to talk about some of this stuff and see wh really where this goes. But I got to meet this fine gentleman uh, of just sheer muscle and brilliance and spirituality uh, last year in person, and he dunked me in an ice cold bath, and he took us all uh, into some breath work, and I have been doing some of the Wim Hof stuff. Haven't even talked about breathwork on this podcast, which this will probably be a fantastic conversation about it. And I can personally verify to the to the effectiveness uh, and some of the strange experiences that I would consider to be very mystical from just breathing out of the holes in my face. And so today I am pleased to welcome uh, Brandon Powell to the show. Welcome, my friend. Oh, thank you, brother. Thank you very much. <laughs> we might have to get into the pimp book too just a little bit because we did talk about that <laughs> but i i really wanted to just uh talk to you today a little bit about how you got involved in breath work with wim hoff just tell people a little bit about your background and and how and how you got involved in in this stuff uh well yeah i mean i got I got introduced to Wim um, through Stan Lee's Superhuman show back in, I mean, who knows, before my children were born. And so anything <laughs> back then is, uh, is, a, is a blur. But ultimately, um, uh, I saw him on TV and uh, years went by and I heard about him again. And I was very interested in seeing what his uh, methodology was for what he was teaching. You know, he, he has um, uh, a system based on cold exposure and there are uh, the fundamentals of breath work and mindset training that go along with this type of, of uh, extreme cold exposure. And so I recognize it as something uh, intense and interesting um, my background is in martial arts. Um, that's when I say my background, it's just what my profession is at, at the moment here. I'm teaching martial arts for the last, um, going on about 17 years I've been teaching and, um, we, you know, in practice, um, especially with what I do, we bring in a lot of, of 
you know, like maybe we call it cross training, different methodologies that represent um, something that seems like it can connect. So for my style of martial arts, we, we you know, uh, the, the practitioners quite often will look outside of the style to better themselves in the style, right? So we, I do uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu or just jiu-jitsu. And ultimately, within that grappling style, there's always ways that you want to make yourself a better performer. So Wim Hof seemed like this really interesting thing. And then I got, um, uh, I, I became a, a, a one of his internet students, like a lot of people. Um, and he, I mean, I might have been one of the first. I was in there really in the beginning uh, with his method. And then he de he decided to do an international instructor's course, and we found out about it. I say we, myself, and one of my friends, and um, and I became one of the first international instructors under Wim. I went and trained with him in a few various places, and um, amazing time. I got caught up in him. He's a he's a, a tremendous character, and uh, you know, and he has a great mission, and it's nice and simple. And um, as a coach and somebody who's been teaching and working with various people from, you know, people who just want to be hobbyists and something to people who want to be professionals, um, you know, like I said, we're always trying to bring tools. Well, this was just such a powerful, potent tool, um, the simplicity of training the breath and the way that we do it in utilizing the cold as a really powerful tool. And so bringing these elements together and then by virtue of doing these things, you have to have a specific intention and you have to work with mindset. So it's very important that you, um, you know, you train your mind essentially as a, as a piece of this. So those are the three pillars and Wim is a intense guy. You know, he's done a lot of crazy challenges. That's what made him famous. Um, I say that's what made him famous, but ultimately really what made him famous was the creation of the method. The method showed um, great results in the laboratory setting. So basically what he uh, was challenged to do more or less was to work with endotoxin and to take these in, uh, intravenous injections, obviously, and um, you take the effects of E. coli, essentially, and implant them in your body. And then you try to, you know, uh, deal with it. Well, there have been a thousand plus, you know, a high number of people had done this experiment and pretty much all the same effects across the board. Then this one guy comes in and disrupts all that, showing that he can suppress immune function. Um, this being that what the endotoxin is, is essentially it hits the body and it makes the body think it has a pathogen, but really it's just a, an inert bacteria shell. So it's nothing there, but it hits the, the system and your body responds like it has an invader. And so it sets off all the alarms. Well, Wim demonstrated that he could suppress that. And the, the value of this is that ultimately uh, people who have immune system dysfunction uh, quite often have overactive, very destructive, like eating itself type of, of immune reaction, if that makes sense, right? And so Wim demonstrated the ability to be able to really um, more or less like tone the system and so that you your your body acts efficiently and effectively. And I mean, 
the anecdote uh, by people who train this method regularly, uh, go through the rigors, um, the, uh, is that people don't get sick. You know, at least not the, the nagging little things, you know, the colds and the, the um, I don't know, the, the overreactions of the body. Again, you know, it's this, this thing where your body's setting off uh, all the fighting tools that it has and, you know, arming itself to, for defense. And what we're demonstrating is, you know, and I, I, I say this as an anecdote, um, but there is now a decade of research in this practice that demonstrates that the Wim Hof method gives you about an 80 to 90% uh, reduction in flu-like symptoms. Hmm. So, and, and this is a one, one uh, um, institute in the Netherlands amongst a many that have studied WIM, but one in particular has done it for uh, over a decade now. And that's where WIM started, where the method started. And they have really created this, um, you know, rigorous um, uh, evaluation of the practice and broke, broken it down. And what they uh, conclusively have said is that the breath work and the cold must be paired for the full effects of what we're mm. doing. Okay. And, and so it's a, you know, so anyway, it, it's validating, uh, uh, whims, uh, understanding, you know, I mean, whims not doing anything <coughs> new. We've been getting in cold water for a very long time. Um, but you know, ultimately the cold, um, has a, uh, profound effect on our body and we can obviously, you know, go in that direction. I just, what brought me to it was its effects. Mm. Um, and it, it, you know, it, it's one of those things where if you do the breath work, it's like, you know, you're doing something. If you do the cold, you know, you're doing something. So there was never a, there was never a hesitation in my life where I, I you know, and as a person who really likes, um, you know, the edges of, of extremism in, in ways, especially around physical uh, training and just really engagement in nature. I like to do fun stuff, crazy stuff in nature. That's what I like to do. Or at least when I was younger, I spent a lot of time doing that, <laughs> that type of thing. And that's, that's something that's really evolved in my life now to more of a higher art form and the things that I continue to do and share with my kids and so forth. Um, so, you know, it, to me, I really fell in love with whim. If I'm being honest, I, I love whim. The system was what came first. So there was this effectiveness that I felt before I met whim, I was doing his breath work and getting in the cold water. Well, once I got with him and then it really, it just shifted. And, and so, you know, I don't really consider myself like a breath work coach, even though I have studied many systems of breathing. I'm, pretty much a Wim Hof coach in regards to breath work, if that's, you know, and then I teach, um, or I should say, I teach the method, but I pair it with my music. And so where, you know, I bring kind of a unique side to it is the way that I create a setting for the breath work. You know what I mean? And, um, mm -hmm. and then, you know, th the breath work itself is very, very intense, right? Or it can go there if you want it to. And, um, and it's, 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 it runs a parallel to psychedelics. It runs a parallel to things that are very conscious altering. 
And, you know, and so there's a, there's a whole aspect of the breath work in, in its exploration beyond its, its health benefits, right? It has its own health benefits, which is that we can trigger um, both aspects in the, in the correct setting with the breath work, we can trigger both aspects of our nervous system. And we really have, we're ramping up our parasympathetic and our sympathetic fight and flight is getting ramped up and the resting, like calm centered aspect of our nervous system is getting ramped up. So both of these things running uh, in, uh, you know, running parallel. Uh, and also there's this contrast between them. Obviously it's like an oscillation almost in the way that we do the practice where we, we are aiming at um, getting adrenaline because the adrenaline has all these effects. Now, you know, I'm going into the details before, you know, maybe you asked the question, but I just was going to say that, you know, it's, it's, the breathing is very profound. It's very intense. You know, this, if you've done it and, mm-hmm. um, uh, and, it has a specific physiological effect that we're trying to achieve through doing it. Um, and by virtue of doing that, it gives us this very conscious altering effect because it's, you know, organizing the brain, or I should say really taking the brain offline and allowing the mind to work without the filter so much. And so there's this, you know, this, um, a lot of things come forward in the breath work that, especially if it's like a first few times that you're doing it, it can have a purging effect, you know, over the system there. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a sort of an intense way to clean the channels out and allow yourself, um, um, the space really at this point, because you're trying to achieve these things. And by virtue of doing it, you get into these brainwave states that really put you in the perfect physiology to do something like meditate or, you know, so by priming yourself with a particular breath practice, meaning this one, um, you can put yourself into these states where meditation comes much easier. And, Hmm. And I'm measuring meditation from the state of a, like a brainwave sense, you know, uh, like what are we, what are we um, actually looking at if you're trying to to wonder if someone's actually truly meditating, hmm. right? Um, so anyway, no, know, that's that's great, yeah. yeah. I, and and I share your passion for doing stuff outside. Like I may not look like it, but that that's really what. Uh, we talk about the flanneled up with a beard. <laughs> right, I look like yeah, I just yeah, yeah. just got, chopping wood out back. But but yeah, I love being outside and doing like extreme sports. I spent years and years doing that. Like in Costa Rica, I worked as an outward bound instructor for a while. And then um I've, I've been a raft guide all over the country as That's well, right. Montana, uh, West Virginia, and uh, and now here in Georgia. So, um, yeah, I love that stuff. Adrenaline really kind of seems to be the name of the game and a lot well, of cold it's a, water. It's adrenaline plus dopamine. So, <laughs> yeah. so when, when, when the adrenaline is good adrenaline, and this is what I'm talking about, about revving up the both systems at the same time. So if you, for instance, the cold water offers you this. So if you were to get into the cold and get nice and calm, 
in that scenario, right, where it's freezing cold water, but you're actually calming yourself down and until you are in a very adapted state to the cold, you experience this. When, you know, three to say five minutes in, you're going to get a 250% increase in dopamine through the system. The adrenaline is already flowing. You get that dopamine release, and this is the the natural high, but also the addictive side of things, right? So this is where this is where adrenaline junkies are born. You know what I mean? Is in those spaces where, you know, it's basically you were trying to pull off something crazy and you did. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And now, Big risk. And now yes. Risk <laughs> risk and reward. That's why I like the cold so much because it's passive. I'm not gonna kill myself, but my body thinks that I am trying huh. to kill it for the first few minutes of every single morning. Whoa. So I get up out of bed and get right into that cold water and my body He's like, well, what the fuck? You know, but that happens. <laughs> it happens like, um, you know, now in the state that I'm in with having done as much as I am that I'm completely cold adapted. So I can really get in cold water anywhere. And my body just knows how to basically turn on this very important organ, which is brown fat. Um, and this, this is, uh, you know, it, it's, you can think of it, it's turning on thermogenesis in general. So my body starts to create warmth. But the organ that I'm talking about, brown fat, is very interesting because this um, this is something in our evolutionary process has never left us, but yet is extremely important in the way of thermoregulation within the body. And it is a it is the gasoline of the various types of fat in the body that ignites and basically creates you know um, it creates the heat and. Uh, so, you know, when you start to train that and you can, you can actually increase that brown fat within the system, that whole, that whole process, um, you know, it, it is like, um, something that connects us to nature. It's really hard to explain, but when you spend a lot of time in the cold or in the water, um, your body starts to get used to those temps, you know, and you really recognize that we're designed to be able to do this and flourish. And interestingly enough, it keeps us very healthy, hmm. you know? So there's, uh, th there's this thing, but it, but at first you have to overcome the fear and, and then you can really experience this whole thing. And so the cold is passive, but it's like the training of it is a, is a, it's a genuine reward system because every morning you have to have the intention because I don't care how adapted you are. If you're not ready for it, it's always going to be a shock. And you're, you know, so when you have to prepare your mind and that's, you look at it, and as much as I do it every time before I get in, I have to think, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yep. And, and I mean, and that's the beauty of the cold and the beauty of the training with it because it will offer me that to the day I die uh, training, you know, in, in, in it is that basically I'm going to always have to set the intention. And so the intention is the mindset, and that function uh, – triggers so many things so if you really have intention all your body like Wim, for instance in the laboratory has demonstrated just being in the presence of the ice his body is already creating heat it's already doing all the things his brain's organizing as it would when he's already going to be in the ice 
So, so our nervous system knows how to get itself prepared and it's essentially in the future. So we're, we're, we set that intention and hence the magic, bro. You know, it's the, yep. you know, and this is going to be, we're going to find magic on the mountain for real, because when we get up there and we, we get into that cold and we experience this in multiple forms, you find yourself because you're so zeroed in because your intention has to be there. So the mindset and everything has to be one with the moment. You have no choice or you're going to get cold and, you know, and you're probably going to back down if you want to move forward. Okay. And now this is part of the nervous system training is that your nervous system has a forward and a backward, right? And the forward is where the reward system is at the end of the line. That's, that's why we make that choice. Here we go. We're going forward with this and we keep the intention, you know, I mean, the other, the other thing between forward and backward, I mean, backward, at least you live to fight another day. You do, you do it again. You know what I mean? But there's the, the actual, what we call freeze, not to be confused with the cold, but freeze being this, this reptilian sense of essentially uh, panic overriding the system to a point to where indecision now has occurred. And so the panic is controlling the indecision and essentially you you're in paralysis by analysis. It's the worst state to be in. You know, we all know that when we just can't figure it out, usually like there's something. Shock. Yeah. It's something tethering us to that moment. That's like keeping us from being able to break free. Um, you know, but it's, I think it's second guessing. You know, so you kind of you, you have to move forward when you got to move forward. So mm. the 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 decision to get into the water and to go through the action and to actually have to catch your breath to, to have to regulate everything mentally because it's a mental game because ultimately it's just you and your breath and getting your breath out of a panic breath and into a balanced state to where now your body can start to adjust itself. And over time, just like anything, it has resilience like our bodies do. So we build an internal uh, resilience that is extremely powerful um, because we're exercising smooth muscle all around the vascularity. It's really the only way to do it through, is through the cold. So we're exercising this muscle around the vascularity. It shuts down, but then it opens up and that flex against the cold gives us a lot of internal, like I was saying, resilience. Great for your heart, for instance, and your vascularity in general, respiratory system, all of these things that um, combine and connect. Another thing we're, we're working that's really important is the, um, the vagal tone, the vagus nerve, and how it operates through all of our survival mechanisms. So that's what we're doing. We're connecting to our survival mechanisms, which is they need to be exercised because they're atrophying if they don't and in comfort and in a life that doesn't challenge those survival instincts, it puts us in a place to where honestly, we don't know how to react to just about anything. I mm. think, it, I think it keeps our, <laughs> our abilities to react to just about any type of stress in life at a, in a very like sophomoric state where we're, where we're not, um, we're not in a space where we're, we're at our best. Mm -hmm. And by challenging ourselves in these ways, we hone and we allow this true ecstasis where we're sidestepping ourselves. where we're, we're literally, you know, you have to kind of, I mean, you could be in the middle of conflict. You've got to be able to rise above it 
and look at yourself and everything else and wonder what is the best course of action. And then the true leadership principles come in where you're saying, okay, forward or backward if I have to. Retreat is necessary sometimes, but, but ultimately, if we're trying to achieve something, we have to move forward and whatever that takes, um, you know, hopefully it's something that we can control and it's something that is good. But, but you know, as we move forward, we, we go through the process, we find adaption to stress. And this is what the cold represents is that adaption to stress. And then from that point, once we've reached adaption, then we take internal control. And that is very valuable to be able to know that you're in control under the stress. It teaches you something. It teaches your body something. And it gives you something innately. Uh, well, I should say it brings about the innate thing that needs to be exercised, needs to be trained. And so when you do that, you carry that with you. You know, I mean, if you build skill of any sort, yep. you carry those things with you. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And and that's what this is. It's it's it is a, a skill like learning how to eat is a skill. Like learning how and when I say learn how to eat, it's not just shoving food in your face, but do you know how to eat the things you like? And do you know how to cultivate that food? And how, I mean eating could be quite a quite a high art form. Just about anything we do can be a high art form, right? Innately. Yeah. And and these are things that are as primal as it gets eating um I, the the f's what do you have you have um food you have fighting you have fucking you have um uh uh like the the you have the the feed and breed systems right so you have all of these um these uh, uh sides that allow you to basically really experience yourself in a state where you're not worried about having to fight for your life, right? So, you know, and all of these things, to me, that's why we search out comfort and uh, trying to regulate everything as much as possible because we want to experience these things to some degree, right? Um, and, you know, what I'm saying is, is that there is ways to do it and get more from it um, when you train your body to better deal with stress. Yeah. You know? I think that's, yeah, I think that's really well said. I, I see that in most all of the sort of spiritual schools as well, like whether it be Castaneda or recently I've been reading Gurdjieff and there's a, there's a story that he's telling about this guy who's running away from, I think it's an elephant or something. And he like runs over a cliff and he's like hanging on, you know, by the one, branch and there's a blueberry on it and he eats the blueberry and he likes you know has this amazing experience with it he tastes it you know, yeah, right, yeah, right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he actually tastes it so i think there's something too putting ourselves in these positions where you know we're forced to to move uh layers away and really see ourselves you know for me it's in a split second where, you know, a boat could flip over or whatever. And I don't know what I, I couldn't say in words, what's so attractive about that experience other than the reward and that high that you get afterward, like that dopamine, I guess, I don't know, I, adrenaline and dopamine, right? Like you were saying, 
well, and then you're always, like, yeah. I mean, we're always going from A to B, so it's fun to reward it with a risk from time to time. You know, I think it's confronting too. And, and like you're saying about challenging ourselves and being able to handle stress, uh, that's, that's important. When we were at the, the, this last magic on the mountain, to me, something really big clicked. You're talking about this primal stuff. And we talk so much in spirituality about all of these things, but like we are innately equipped with all the stuff that we need. We don't need anything else. You know, this exposure, like you're talking about to the cold, we'll, we'll get a little bit more into that. But the breath work is something that I've had direct, you know, and I've done the cold thing once with you. And and, and I can also say, uh, cause I take cold showers too, and I never want to do it right. Like, but at the end I do like a cold shower and when I first started, I was squealing like a little girl, like a teenage boy who hadn't hit puberty yet. I was like, ah! like, and then I would start laughing at myself at how ridiculous I was acting. Um, but especially with the way that you were teaching me to breathe, like slow your breath down. Cause like you said, you, you first get in there and then you kind of panic. Right. And it's real easy to go <laughs> like that, which you do not want to do, I guess. <laughs> no, that's not. I mean, it's not that you don't want, I mean, you don't want to do it for long. Um, you know, so when you look at the method of how we do the breath work and where, where so Wim basically recognized the stress breath. I mean, because of by virtue of doing, you know, his lifestyle and the things he liked to do and then getting into the cold water, he recognized the stress breath. And then being that he is a, um, uh, you know, a uh, very well practiced yogi, he um you know, being versed in pranayama, he saw the breathing, you know, there represented as well. And in other systems, you know, there's, um, there's the Tumo method um, that's very ancient. Uh, there are basic breath practices, though, that come to, I mean, martial arts breath practices, you know, and so forth. But he recognized that you could train this thing. And so he created his way of doing that, which makes it very unique, which is essentially using the stress breath and then recognizing that the breath by virtue of breathing in this particular cadence, breathing fast, like you would when you exactly like you were saying, if you're, if you're in a stress breath, you're breathing fast. It's a deep inhale, shallow exhale, you know, <laughs> like this, you know, mm -hmm. and what you're, what you're doing is you're blowing off CO2. Well, if you do this in a controlled way and not quite so fast, but in a way that's controlled and powerful, you, you are still blowing off the CO2. And by blowing off the CO2, you lower your CO2 and you suppress it. CO2 and O2 are different systems. Well, CO2 goes down. And what happens is your blood alkalinity by virtue goes up. So it spikes, so it becomes alkaline. So this is the only real way to alter your blood alkalinity is through breath work. And in the slight influxes between, let's say, being an overbreather or an underbreather and how that affects uh, blood alkalinity, which is very slight. Like when we talk, you're talking blood alkalinity numbers, um, we sit at about a 7.3 normally. And what we're saying is, is when you do the breath work, you can get it up to like an eight, let's say. And, um, and that is very alkaline. Okay. So 
it doesn't last for very long, but the alkalinity will regulate itself. It'll come back down. But the, the important thing is, is in the breath hold, when we go into this breath hold, we're training uh, hypercapnia, which is low CO2, and then we train hypoxia, which is low O2, because by virtue of holding your breath, your O2 starts to drop way down. Now, the, ver the value of this is that we, you can create red blood cell. It's, it's very similar, or, or um, you could say it's like an analog of training in altitude. So by holding your breath, you're essentially simulating altitude training. Um, so we, we go into a hyper, um, or I'm sorry, a hypoxic state, which is low O2. And this happens within a few rounds. You really start to see the O2 drop each round. And then we do a recovery breath. We take a big breath in. So we do 30 to 40 breaths fast. Then we breath hold as long as we can uh, on the exhale. And the exhale is always um, passive. And when I say passive, I just mean that we don't do a full exhale. So you let the exhale go and you still have residual oxygen in the lungs. And then what happens is you, you have this basically just pressure everything's pressurized but yet balanced so you feel you can just sustain this hold right and every time by virtue of doing an exhale you train your um or you bring online your uh, vagus nerve and so the exhale triggers the vagus nerve because the exhale is considered parasympathetic meaning rest and the inhale is what we consider sympathetic meaning that when you take a breath in Think of it as when you're charging, like you kick your toe on a door. What do you do? You go, <gasps> you take a breath in and you, and, you, and you create little compression. And that compression is actually a pain relief. So the reason we, <gasps> we squeeze is because it's a natural pain relief. Well, we take advantage of all of these innate natural practices within the Wim Hof training. So we utilize these things to get the results that they offer us, right? And the the um the breath hold uh can be done in different ways but ultimately the way that we teach as a foundation uh practice is or a fundamentals practice is to say that you do all your exhales on the hold i mean i'm sorry all your breath holds on the exhale and like you were saying in the cold i was telling you to to br breathe out and focus on your exhale is because the exhale de-escalates. The exhale is what brings us out of stress. So if you, to be honest, if you're in a fight or flight state, um, if you're in the fight state, you're going to be, or the flight state, you're going to be breathing fast. Like I was saying, in the freeze state, you actually want to utilize, um, you want to utilize uh, um, the over-breathing, the faster breathing to actually sim to stimulate yourself. So a lot of times soldiers are taught various breathing techniques for when they come under fire because they go into these states where they freeze up. And, they, and so we use the breathing to really help bring ourselves out of these states, okay? Mm -hmm. But when you're in a, a complete panicked state, when your system is override with panic and you can no longer perform due to panic, we actually want to de-escalate you out of that state. So you want to really focus on exhaling, long exhales, continuous exhales, shorter inhales, breathing exhales out as long as you can. So when you're catching your breath 
And what I mean by that is like learning to control it under stress. So you get into the ice bath and you <laughs> like this and you're breathing and everything is on that inhale, right? Because you're, you're trying to get an inhale in, but it's really that you should be focused on the exhale, right? So the, 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 the panic sets in and you're, 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 you can't figure out why you can't catch your breath, right? And, and so the mind starts to really spin. I'm dying. I'm, I'm losing control. This is like the ego panic. You know, all these things are happening. And right. you see people bail out of the cold immediately, right? And uh, because they're – but if you can just – until you can go – and then you get into that ah state – and when the ah and the and the vocalizations are very important because the ah really sim, uh, stimulates the nervous system to go, I'm relaxed, I'm calm, mm. I'm good, I can ah, you know what I mean. And so that is all connected to the exhale, right? When you're in an ah state, when I say this, I just really mean that you're in this relaxed state. Even doing that, man, I swear to you, triggers because I'm so accustomed to this type of training. I know how my body responds just by doing that right now, just by going, uh, I can feel my body, my body's heat working these, these areas of my body that, that are deeply connected to this. And this is why I know that the ancients were so onto it with understanding the, the chakra and how, um, you know, it connects to intonation and the ways to really, because when you can just spend all your time in the woods vocalizing and, uh, you know, dreaming about blue people or whatever, you can start to figure this stuff out. And it's, you know, and we are deep. This is, these are the things that deeply connect us to nature that the, that the walls cut off, that everything, the comfort controlling the thermostat, everything that we do that cuts us off from our bodies having to adapt in these various ways, right? So I don't know. You know, it's uh, it's the exhale and inhale are at the foundation of everything. Um, and I mean, they are. They're, they are what keep us alive, right? The breath is life. But it is... Um, it is the the knowing how to actually work it in the moment that's so beneficial to our survival, and that's exactly what what uh, what we train. Yeah, that's so cool, man. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and I, getting a doing all this stuff like a lot of people are just like because when I first heard about it, like take a cold shower, like. Pfft you know, I'm not doing that. Why would I do that? You know, that sounds like a terrible idea. Um, but when I started doing the breath work and then I, I, I did the fundamentals of, of whim and I even just use like, there's like a easy relaxation technique where he's just like, just breathe out and exhale through your nose and, and hum basically as you're breathing out through your nose. And I'll do that all the time before I go on stage or like, if I get nervous just to be like, just so like you you're saying when you release and you say ah like that then your whole in i just tried it too just because you and i would have never noticed that myself but i know it i know it is true and it's it happens all the time just like that sigh that we do it's totally subconscious 
but back to the idea that really everything that we have innately is we're on board, man. It comes standard with some amazing equipment and it's cool as shit that you guys have been figuring out how to use it and how to tune in better, how to, you know, become more self-aware and what, I mean, tons well, I think of it's very, I think it's very innate, dude. We're an animal and we do animal like shit yeah. when we're in the right uh, environment. And our, like the humming, for instance, that Wim talks about, humming is another great way to directly connect into your uh, vagus nerve. Mm. So breath work, singing, humming, um, all of these things, uh, you know, like the, the throat singing, um, this, is, this is one that's like in all cultures. You know, you have these guys, you know, they're, they're yeah. they use the throat and the, the, the throat is, I mean, you could go to the Tibetan cultures or the Norwegian cultures, you know, Scandinavian cultures or right. the, um, the, uh, I mean, I could, uh, you know, it's in every, it's in everything native American, you'll hear the, um, the throat or the tritone singing like the Buddhists do, um, as just this very innate type of vocalization that seemingly when you're in the cold uh works great to generate heat um so i have a lot of people that want to me to teach them how to do that kind of stuff because they they can see the connection and they don't even really understand it they just and i know there's something there and i that's why i say it's very innate i was training um uh, i saw a movie called the Ganges blues back in i don't know long time ago it's an awesome movie where this blues singer goes and learns how to to sing in the traditional tuvan uh mm. throat chants right cool. and yeah. uh um and i just was inspired by that movie and as a vocalist and somebody who's been singing in bands and you know uh grew up with singers i'm just all, always doing vocal stuff and so i was really fascinated with it and i i started practicing and then you know synchronistically i start training in the cold years later and this whole thing just makes perfect sense and uh so wim does a lot of the throat singing and um when he was studied in 2018 in michigan university of michigan did a brain study on him and he was put in an fmri machine and he was put in this suit that was like the inverse of a wetsuit the water was trapped beneath the suit overrunning over the surface of his skin. So the suit contained the water uh, like and it. They circulated 50 degree water around the surface of his skin um, to um, to basically uh, see how his brain would perform uh, in regards to the cold. Right. They're studying what does his brain do? when he's with this method what's up with it and what they found out was that he was he's you know there's some great science stuff on this on youtube if anybody wants to watch like uh animations or whatever but but ultimately he tapped the periaqueductal gray aspect of the brain and the survival aspect of the brain is deeply connected to our pain relief and or pain centers Right. So how we experience pain and or the relief of pain. And interestingly enough, the areas of the brain that are connected to joy and love and how 
this all interrelates the idea of pain and joy and love and how these things are all very interconnected right mm. and so Wim is and he lights up these aspects of the brain um under intention you know and he essentially um through of just the priming of the breath and intention. So, I mean, you know, and he would tell you, what did you do in that machine? Cause they stick him in an fMRI. So it's not, he can't move around. Um, and he's generating so much heat. Basically he controlled the surface skin temperature of his body for over 30 minutes in that suit. Whereas everybody else, including himself, when he did not use his technique, just like everybody else, heat spikes and then it drops. Huh? Heat spikes and then it drops. It continuously does this, but it does this like on a de decreasing level. So each time it spikes a little less, each time it drops a little more until you're just too cold. Right. Right. You know, and your body, your basically your, your, um, uh, internal temperature, you know what I mean, uh, is dropping. And so that's where you're in a danger zone. Right. So you, you essentially, um, you know, so he demonstrated doing his technique that he could control surface skin temperature through the heating process. He was just creating this massive resistance to the point to where the water that feeds into the suit comes out of a reservoir, right? So it's just a, a, a chilled reservoir of water that then pumps into the suit and then the water circulates all over the surface skin, of the, you know, all over the surface skin from basically from neck to toe. And he started heating the water up into the reservoir. So they had to drop, <laughs> they had to drop ice into the reservoir to keep the water at the steady temperature of 50 degrees. Bro, that's some Chuck so, Norris shit, right? Yeah, there. I mean, that, I mean, dude, <laughs> Wim Hof eats Chuck Norris for breakfast. I mean, right. like, you know, actually Wim Hof only eats one meal a day. So, I mean, you know, he's eating at night. Um, but, but, you know, n I mean, no kidding though. Um, it, it just goes to show like, we have um we are heat creators man we're 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 also thermoregulators that's what we're supposed to do we're supposed to regulate our temperature but the ability to generate warmth and heat is a um tremendous part of our of our overall health internal health care i mean it controls things like metabolism and you know so the ability to burn calories uh and one thing the heat, you know, or the, I should say the cold training really demonstrates is how effective it is in burning sugar. So this has great um, benefit for somebody who's dealing with like type two diabetes. It actually can um, make you so much more insulin sensitive that you could potentially get off of medication. We've seen this more than once for sure. Um, so the wow. benefits of the cold are, are extremely powerful because it turns our body into a calorie burning machine. You'll want to eat more and it will plant you in the proper aspect of the nervous system, which is the rest system so that you are better prepared actually internally to eat. What most people don't realize is how imbalanced they are. So doing things like eating under stress or th this is none of this is good for us, right? We're meant you know, so when 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 your mom tells you to cut your phone off at the dinner table, she's she's not kidding, man. You should just throw that shit out the window because ultimately, anything where you're 
generating stress for yourself while you're meant to relax and take full advantage of that is going to be detrimental mm. to the natural cycles of, of, of exertion and recovery. You know, which is why everybody's searching for, how do I get more recovered? Well, you just do what you're supposed to do, really. And, and maybe you didn't know what you're supposed to do, which is why you find somebody like me. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, or somebody who's training this stuff all the time, and they can give you some hints. And there's a lot of great science that's now coming out that supports all this, man. And guys like Wim Hof are extreme trailblazers in that. Um, you know, there are others as well. But, you know, I'm always been into the guy like Chuck Norris, who actually gets out hmm. there and proves that he can do it. You know, the Bruce Lee, the fighter philosopher, the, the, the you know, and to me, this is all self-defense fence, which is self-empowerment, which is self-discovery. Um, and it's, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's our, it's what I think is the real human, um, I don't know. It's the, it's, it's at least experiencing what the potentials are for the real human animal, you know, and the, the, the human that, um, existed for hundreds of thousands of years in the hunter-gatherer cultures that still exist today. I mean, these guys really fascinate me, you know, and their techniques and practices. And, you know, I'm not saying they got it all figured out, but they definitely have some, some tremendous knowledge that, that for some reason we've left behind still, you know, very actionable. You know? Yeah, it's fascinating, man. I love, I love it. I love what you're doing. So, what's a reasonable place for somebody who's just finding out about this to get started? What would you recommend? Come to a retreat, man. Yeah. Come to a retreat. Yeah. Come to a workshop or a retreat. You know, uh, the retreats are immersive, and so when you get to experience, um, you know, this type of stuff uh, intermixed with uh, just a, a great example of how to have fun, you know, and how to enjoy your life. Wim's message is happiness, health, and strength. And um, that to me is what we're after, you know? And so for me, get, get started by coming to a retreat and, and uh, you know, hearing great comedy, hearing, uh, um, you know, insights from all kinds of workers Folks, you know, I mean, that that's what the blue collar is all about, man. I'm about as blue collar as you get. Right. I, uh, yeah. I out of high school, man. I went straight into work uh, learning how to be a Mason and uh, and not, you know, not this kind of Mason, but, like right. the, you know, the Mason of like bricklaying uh, Mason. Yeah. Well, yeah. And stone was actually my stone medium. Yeah, yeah. So I got really into stone, which led me down a lot of paths, man. A lot of interest, you know, huh. started started uh you you mix um stonework with weed and then all of a sudden you're like, <laughs> fucking pyramids dude what about, what about fucking pyramids? you know what i mean and then right? and then it just uh yeah it's like i don't think i could build the pyramids you know and then it, it is uh, you you start to dig in and um and yeah i mean that's you know come come experience that because what we're doing is much even more profound than anything we could really put into words. It's about the direct experience, which to me is right. very, that's the shamanic thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. if you really want to have the magic, if you really want the magic, then you have to have the direct experience because otherwise we're just talking about it. Right. And, and so we try to, we, uh, my job, I feel like within our group, especially on that 
particular event is I'm trying to help everybody gain the physiological uh, perspective of what you can do with your body in order to align it. And then, you know, we have all of these players that are bringing in various insights uh, on basically being better people. You know, that's what we're, we're, we're all just trying to be better people, man. And there's a lot of great tools and um, life is magic. Life is the deepest of all deepness. And, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's the, it is the synchronicity. It is the everything. And, you know, most people um, put blinders on and live in a, um, live in an existence where they're, so specialized, so compartmentalized, they're not seeing the bigger picture. And so going out there and getting expansive in a place like Mount Shasta, where you can, you know, stare into infinity in various ways, will make sure that, um, you know, then you, uh, you know, you're going to gain much more than some sales pitch can can do for you. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> right. it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's just living but living intentionally in a way that is very powerful and that's what magic is about yeah man that's really well said yeah um people need to experience themselves it's it's an interesting thing to to say or like even hear yourself say but you know in my case like i didn't even things are so close to us you know back to this sort of realization that all of this equipment is just on board already we're ancient technology and incredible but we just need to learn about ourselves experience ourselves and what you do is incredibly profound for that so thank you for for doing it and sharing what you do um, oh, man. well i mean i love what what the whole thing would have you know and man i'm a huge fan of comedy you know um so having having your energy there you know keeping the levity i mean to me truth and comedy run hand in hand so if you can't laugh with it or or at it or you know around it it's not the real shit you yeah. know i mean it's the bad it's not it's the bad stuff you know uh, all the 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 uh, all the bad guys they're never funny right you know what i mean like i mean maybe the joker but then that's where you find the antihero and that's where you find the the that dichotomy it's like, you know, once you start getting funny, then you start hinting at the truth and it's just the way that it goes, man. So, you know, I love the energy that we bring up there. We had a blast last time. It's going to be uh, way better this time um, because of the space, mm -hmm. the environment, the setting. Yeah. The setting is crucial. Shasta is gorgeous. Um, you know, we're going to have great weather. Um, we're going to have a, a, the, the uh, ability to experience microclimates where we'll be, you know, in some places that are warmer and in some places that are colder. And, um, and, you know, the crowd always brings the best warmth, you know, and that's really what it's all about. You know, it's just the creating that communal uh, connection. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm ecstatic. I can't wait. I can't wait to hang out. And uh, yeah, we got to plan, plan something else since we're uh, so close in distance. I'd love to take you down the river sometime and be a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that off air. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, man. Well, uh, just let everybody know uh, where they can find you. Uh, and uh, definitely everybody 
you should come and hang out with us because it's going to be incredible. What Brandon brings to the table is fucking unreal. You, he's exactly right in everything that he's talking about. And their science just keeps piling up to <laughs> prove everything that you guys have been exploring, which is awesome. It's incredible. But yeah, let, let, let people know where they can find you. Well, easiest way to find me is either through the Wim Hof Method um, uh, site, which is WimHofMethod.com. And if you go to the North American Instructors, I'm right at the top there. Um, so it's easy to find me. Uh, I am one of a few level three instructors. We're all ambassadors for the brand. Um, and it has a whole, you know, all my stuff. So in, re in relation to what we're talking about today, the WimHofMethod.com, you can also find me at O-N-P-H-Y-R on fire.com. Um, so that's O-N-P-H-Y-R.com. And uh, my Instagram is Brandon Powell 396. Um, the Vortex, no, it's not the Vortex, but if you follow Brandon Powell 396 um, on Instagram, you will find a link tree to all my events. The, the, uh, the 396 represents the vortex. We can talk about that at magic on the mountain Hell and yeah. the, the get into the real stuff that we can't quite bring out yet here on air. So let's do it. Dude. I'm stoked. Yeah. Thanks so much for taking some time with me folks. Uh, thanks so much for listening to this episode. Come hang out with us, come experience this. It's incredible. It will change your life. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for hanging out with me for a bit, bud. Yeah, man. All right.